So first thing first, Einar, how are you? Uh, doing good. Um, yeah, chronically uh, busy, uh, I would say, but I guess that's a, a luxurious problem uh, for people in in my in my mm -hmm. uh, profession. Sure. Um, well, before we get to what keeps you busy at the moment, uh, I would like to jump back a little bit. Now, there's something you mentioned in one of the videos for uh, for this new album, which is uh, the hunting of songs. Mm -hmm. Now, when did you first start hunting for songs? Um, I think that's uh, intuitively, I, I mm -hmm. think that uh, goes back to uh, yeah, very far back in time. Uh, I've always kind of have uh, had a, a very um, intuitive um, uh, almost visual uh, relation to to sound uh, sound and songs and and creativity uh, walking is sort of my my muse in a way that's when i hear hear the songs or or see the songs and of course when you when you go into this um more specifically um, zooming into a certain thing to to tune into its mm. sound or you know so, some some things or or themes or objects they are so have such a strong image to it that i um, automatically hear the sound of it in a, in a way um but but actively uh, doing this i would say um came about uh, yeah 20 20 years ago or something okay. like that and it, like you say it's very difficult to to pinpoint exactly because it's very intuitive but do you know can you kind of kind of describe what you felt in a way well and then still do when you take these walks and kind of describe how how some of those those yeah the environment kind of inspires you in that way well um don't think it's uh, necessarily that uh, that complicated to uh, it, it is in well in in some ways at least the intuitive the, the things that come naturally uh, is simply just um, um, not overthinking it it just comes uh, in a way of course especially when you when you have a focus on on something mm. specific if I'm working on on something specific it's um that's kind of a constant process and uh, it's like uh, uh sending out uh, thousands of of uh, magnets or, or something like that and and um, yeah it, it's like um, opening up on on your it's sort of turning um your receptors on on full volume sure. uh, in a sense um but of course uh, if you tap into the uh, the more animistic um spiritual uh, effects of it then then it's more like um i would say more like an active act that you do you right. you, um, you go out to um it's basically the same same thought or, or idea, but you you basically go actively more into uh, uh, one specific uh, thing and and try to tune into it in, in various different ways um, to uh, to find 
to find that sound or song or, or uh, uh, frequency of that object or, or theme. And what I find interesting, especially about uh, your story in this, is obviously, like you say, 20 years ago, this, this kind of started. Um, and you're not the same person as you were back then. You know a whole lot more about uh, Nordic cultural traditions and, and the instrumentation and everything you've, you've learned along the way. So has this process for you become uh, easy in a way? Mm, no, <laughs> definitely not. But yeah, as you say, of course, you, you grow. Um, uh, but the t so in order to continue to grow, the task doesn't get uh, easier. It becomes right. more difficult because you go more into the depth of both yourself and, and, uh, and what, whatever it is you, um, uh, yeah, whatever it is I'm working with. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I'm not a person that is very comfortable or, or uh, enjoy very much repeating myself uh, mm -hmm. too much. You know, right. uh, I don't I don't like that process to become stale. So I I really enjoy the fact, and I guess that's been a very fruitful thing that that, uh, that I am lucky enough to to constantly be be. Um, challenged uh, mm -hmm. and um, on, on different types of project and, and that I do many different things. I, I do, sure. whether or not it's doing lectures or, or um, working, working with music in different uh, formats or, or I don't know, it keeps me on my toes and it, it, uh, it uh, sort of feeds that uh, that constant need to to evolve and grow, um, I guess, both as a human and a, a, as a musician and composer. Well, let's if, if we look towards the new album, Quit uh, which is I think White Raven is the translation. Uh, correct. Um, because the, the previous album was Skulls, where where it's it was more uh, your own songs in a way. It was a different sort of expression, I suppose. Did that influence? kind of what came out for the new album? I think everything you do uh, influence you and, and uh, is sort of put in that uh, storage of, of uh, experience. And of course, yeah, everything I do uh, uh, sort of, uh, 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 yeah, it adds to that progress, uh, progression and, and knowledge and, and skill set, I, I would say. Mm -hmm. For many, um, well, the Skald album was was kind of a, a result of, um, well, I think it was in in 2013. That's the first time I started doing these lectures and, and workshops where I, I took, in order to demonstrate instruments, I, I started to, to make uh, like acoustic renditions of, of Wadruna songs. And, and that sort of led on to creating different pieces and, and some I created for, for, uh, for the TV show Vikings. Um, and uh, I don't know, I really enjoyed that working in that format and, and also people seem to enjoy it. So the Skull album was kind of a, um, uh, yeah, felt, felt like the right thing to do, both because a lot of people were asking for it um, and, and um, felt like a good exploration to do because 
as a, for instance, as a singer, uh, working with that um, that format uh, really pushed me to um, to yeah to to explore my voice also and and um, in a different way and um, so so I guess that 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 whole process uh, has definitely uh, brought something new to to my both my my um, my um, uh, creative uh, process as well as the the performing aspects of of everything and it's interesting that you mentioned that the giving lectures that that kind of had an impact as well because in, in the first uh, uh, promo video for for the record you mentioned uh how important it is to have certain roots and uh to, to have a foundation on which to build things and i suppose this is in somewhat because i also read a different post where you mentioned a certain uh academic uh, research is necessary or that, that you need a certain base of of uh, to, to get to an understanding so yeah Oh, go ahead. If you, if you yeah, yeah, for me, for me, it's important to uh, to have a solid ground uh, before mm-hmm. I go into the more intuitive process, uh, um, like finding out what we know and how we know it, basically, uh, to determine their their uh, its truthfulness uh, in a sense, and and that that gives you solid ground. That gives you a very good starting point uh, before going into the creative process. Uh, in that sense, because uh, when it comes to these type of things, especially uh, old historical traditions, uh, so, some of it is always hidden in mystery. Some of the some of the things we just don't know. Mm. But is is accuracy is that very important for you? In in some cases, it, uh, accuracy is important. But uh, as you say, there are <laughs> there are so many gaps in in mm. what we know about these things, and and um, uh, at the same time, there are so many clues um, and ways of finding out uh, certain things. And 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 to that extent. I would say I have an advantage in in terms of uh, the musicology of, of things because since uh, I both have the academic process um, uh, as a foundation, um, I also have um, practical experience mm-hmm. and I, I have uh, knowledge of the logic of performance, the logic of um, creation. Um, and, and also a practical knowledge on how things actually work. Uh, so I can uh, that allows me to uh, to try out uh, mm-hmm. many of these academic hypotheses. Um, so I think that multidisciplinary approach to it uh, has led me, uh, at least in some cases, to um, to quite new uh, revelations in in a way, and and to certain things that. I, I can defend um, also academically um, right, right. the 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 authenticity of um, or the logics behind, because certain things are like in terms of performance, certain things are timeless. They are universal. You do mm-hmm. and cultivate what works when in front of an audience. That's that's sort of a a core rule um, when performing. Um, so applying all of these things. Um, I think can be fruitful and it's perhaps also the reasons why also academia or parts of academia is 
uh, interested in in what I have to say, and I, mm. I sometimes give lectures at universities and stuff like that. Also, for that that reason, to to right. get that multidisciplinary um, aspect of it also into academia. And I heard you say um, that uh, you went and mentioned the word timeless. That it, it's not even about just Norse mythology or, or the things that you are interested in. It can be applied similarly to to a lot of those uh, kind of cultural traditions or myths of. Or, or... Yeah, yeah, if you go far enough back in time, whether or not it's the mythology or or uh, folklore or or mm. traditions, or if it's the music itself, when you go far enough back in time, you see that. Uh, it, it, it seems to come from one specific. Uh, um, well, the prince, even though the wrapping is is different for each sure. culture, as it logically is in a nature-based cult- culture, um, the the sort of the core ideas are are very much uh, global. I would say, um, and and also in terms of of music, when you go far enough back in time, you see how much these. Uh, how much uh, how striking the similarities are uh, within the tonality rhythms poetic traditions and so on it's um, so um, yeah even though I work within a sort of a Norse um, Mm. um, package um, the the content within that package is um, or a lot of it is very much uh, globally and uh, timeless uh, uh, things and this universality, and especially, I agree with in terms of music. That I mean, I, I don't understand your language, but I, I can still feel something when I hear the music. Um, but but having that universality is is that in essence uh, where you're looking? I don't know if this is the right way to phrase. It. Is that where you're looking for wisdom in a way that that there are certain elements that can tell us about human existence that can tell us even to this day even though we live in the 20th uh, 21st century um, that it can still hold truth for us is, is that a- absolutely and my my focus with i guess all my music is is uh, to highlight exactly those things those mm-hmm. things that still carry uh, carry value and still resonate still uh, have relevance uh, as much as it did when it was a living tradition uh, in a way and i guess the any nature based culture wherever it comes from is a result of its its surroundings its resources in that given place uh, the people that live there and so on uh, that's what shapes that culture and then like in in my case i still live in that place you know uh, so there are there are a lot of um Lot of, uh, there's a lot of wisdom uh, connected to that, uh, that c- kind of cultural memory that's mm-hmm. encapsulated in, simply in our uh, surroundings and, and how, how, this, uh, how people um, related to that, in a sense. Um, and, and this is a people who, who um, had much bigger knowledge about, <laughs> about especially nature, than we... we uh, do today, or at least on on certain aspects sure. of it. Of course, some things we know better, and some some things they know better. So, for me, it's not like this romantic idea that everything was so much better <laughs> back then. Some things were better, some things weren't. In any case, it's 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 about learning from the past, and mm. uh, um, in, in sort of the the uh, the hope of doing things even better. Right. That should be the goal. 
uh, not to copy whatever they did. And, and like you say, you always try to challenge yourself as well. So with this last record, is there something new you've discovered or something uh, that you've kind of realized about, not maybe yourself, maybe about the music you make, maybe about the traditions you study? Absolutely. Um, I would say I've learned things on all of the things you mentioned. Uh, and uh, I guess I, I go really in a, into these things with, with both feet and, and my whole self in a way uh, when I go into this process. And a lot of, the, uh, of course, these deep dives, they, uh, they give me a lot of new insight and, and kind of feels almost like an initiation in, mm. in a way that, uh, uh, yeah, like I say in, in Hunting the Songs, uh, if you know the song for it, you you know it in a way. This this might be difficult to describe it because, the, well, there's a number of songs on the record. When do you find a song? When, when do you uh, do you think, okay, now this is, this is, we've got something here? Oh, that can, uh, that can, uh, uh, that feeling can come um, the second I hear like the okay, okay. Or, or see it. But but on the other hand, sometimes uh, I, I only get a glimpse of it. Or, or um, yeah, so, some songs I've spent like six, seven years <laughs> in create, creating in a way. Like it, suddenly the, the, uh, the right piece that... Uh, that makes it all uh, f come together uh, comes and and sometimes that that is. Uh, oh, I see my. Uh, yeah, sometimes it, it, that. Come that, back in a minute. Yeah, sometimes that is. Um, uh, yeah, comes very easy and, and natural, and something sometimes that takes a lot of time. Um, so there, there's no, no specific rule, I would say. I think my camera is freezing up a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. Am I back again? I, I can put on a different camera if that. Is it, it's very um, laggy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, a little chopped up. I'll see if this is better. Because I'm using my phone for this recording because the quality is better, but for some reason the Wi Fi is weird then. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I think this is better, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, well, in that sense, then, which of the songs gave you the most trouble? Which was the the longest kind of process or the, the most difficult process to, to arrive at the end point? Uh, it's a difficult question uh, because, yeah, some, some of the songs um, are, um, have been with me for, for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. um, so finding the right, yeah, even even if you know um, what you want to say, um, it can be difficult to find out uh, how to say it uh, and vice versa. Sometimes uh, uh, it's just a feeling uh, and uh, that is not very specific uh, in terms of what you actually want to say. So that, that process is... Uh, can be quite challenging. I would say, uh, of course, the title track was uh, um, mm -hmm. the song Kvitram. That was a, a slow birth uh, okay. kind of song. It, it was so many elements of it were, were there from, from a very early point, but sort of pinpointing the exact expression and, and 
um, yeah, the, the exact form was, was uh, something that took a lot of work and, and, and then suddenly everything clicked and, and uh, it became, yeah, the, became very obvious in a way when it finally found its form. Well, let's talk about that particular song then, because um, does it hold any special connection to you? Because the, the title is also kind of, the, I think, your, uh, your stage name or nickname or um, so. And so did, did it hold any sig uh, special significance in that sense? And also, what was it? What kind of uh, made it click into place? Well, of course, it it, it has a personal aspect to it, uh, both because uh, the thematics of it uh, describes a, a very human process as well, which, right. of course, uh, draws it closer to to the human uh, in a way, both performing it and and listening to it. In a sense, so, um, but but I have to say it's 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 not a song about, uh, named after me, okay. and it's not an album named after me. It's more uh, inspired by the same thoughts and ideas and inspiration that led me to take the name in in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, um, so. Um, I guess my, my sort of fascination and almost totemic relationship with with the Raven as a, as a uh, is is something that is um, yeah it's something that is very closely I would say this, those processes are are. Uh, described and and kind of the core thematics of the song as well not necessarily about me but uh, about that tradition of of connecting with with uh, animals in in that sort of sense and and of course the white raven or or these white animals in in general um not only in norse culture but it, that's also a kind of a global phenomenon um both with ravens and and other animals elephants or lions or or reindeer etc they have this um mythic prophetic uh, role um of of bringing something new uh, or or uh, a messenger of of some sort so i guess it's a it's a mix of many different tradition that, uh, traditions that uh, that uh, is sort of baked into that song right this might be, a, uh, I don't know if this is a good question, and if you don't have an answer for it, that's fine, but um, can, you, can you share maybe something uh, personal from, from maybe when you were younger, or just a connection you had with an animal, or something kind of uh, special that happened? I, I don't know if this is a good question, but... Mm, well, uh, I think so, certain certain profound experiences um, uh, should be uh, because they are very often very personal uh, i think yeah. they also sh should be guarded uh, sure. very well so i i want but you know it, it can be many things um i can give you a very like uh concrete example uh, of of that feeling of of uh, when things connect uh, when you feel like you're part of something bigger, um, 
whether or not it's it's your own just mm. symbolic receptors uh, that speak to you or or if it's real that doesn't really matter because the value it carries that's what matters and and of course choosing a title for the album uh, was something that was um, a very slow process for me uh, and uh, something I've been like thinking a lot about uh, for a long time. Um, and um, where I live, I, I very often, um, there is only uh, one flock of ravens here in this mm-hmm. area and um, they visit very regularly, um, but I hadn't seen them for for a long time, maybe as much as three, four months, three, four months. And, um, um, and so the day, um, uh, um, yeah, the, the second I, uh, when I chose the title and said, this is it, the white raven, that's, um, that's going to be the title. The, uh, this was late in the evening and the, First thing I, I see when I go into the studio the, the morning after is, uh, is uh, seven ravens above my roof uh, yeah. circling around and singing. So that, that was for me like a, uh, yeah. a very nice, um, beautiful experience. Felt, f- felt like, um, yeah, I, I felt, felt, uh, felt like I had uh, made the right decision. Right. Know. What I find interesting then as well is because you, these, these uh, the initial thoughts for these songs are are conceived, as you say, through inspiration, and then it come from it can come from anywhere. But once you have a kind of a shape in your head, and, it, and you have to you take it to the studio, or you take it to to develop. Uh, what is that process like then? Is it, is that a very uh, deliberate process, or are you also trying out a lot of things? I'm, I'm, I would say I'm trying out a lot of things okay. because I'm, um, um, well, as you can tell from listening to my music, it's, it doesn't follow these normal song structures. Yeah. Uh, it's not like, uh, and I'm very conscious of not wanting to push a song into a, a predetermined shape. It's more about that process for me is more about letting the song take me where the song wants to go rather than me squeezing it into a, a decided upon shape. Um, mm. And of course, sometimes that, that uh, takes time. That takes a lot of trial and error or, or trying different things to, to see what it is actually the song demands in a, in a way. Um, yeah. And, and of course, sometimes it just clicks instantly. Mm. When when this record was pretty much finished, well, what is that moment like then? When you when you went through this whole process, like you said, some some songs take years. You you, you take a lot of thought into to this music. When it's all finished, that an album's process like this, what what are, what is your what are your feelings or what what is your mentality at that point? Well, I I think. Uh... I think my, my experience with these things throughout the years, whether or not it's an album or, or a different kind of bubble, because mm. when, when you go into that mode, uh, in, into that space where that this is it and it's so intense and uh, can last for a long time. And, and uh, I would say that the process of going out of that bubble uh, 
uh, can is very dual uh, mm. in a sense. There is a sense of relief, uh, relief um, as well as a sense of grief, um, which I think is is natural, and I, I think a lot of people feel feel that thing, whether or not it's it's a creative bubble or or if it's a um, a different kind of uh, sure. things where where you have been able to be very present for a long time in that space. Um, so breaking out to that and um, going out into the world again can can be um, yeah very dual. And normally, then uh, I think you would be able to play live a lot. Um, this under the current circumstances, that is not possible. Does that take an effect? Is is the live show an, an entire new experience of that material, or is it very similar? No, performing a song is. Uh... That gives it a different shape in a way. Um, even though you've played the song, uh, but but sharing it, uh, becoming the song uh, in in a setting where you are sharing it with people, that dialogue is is a very different feeling and mm -hmm. and uh, sort of a, a different kind of initiation into the song. Um, it it becomes you uh, in yeah, uh, perhaps in in. A, stronger way so. i asked this oh sorry no no i was done. i i asked this of of musicians every once in a while but i think it's particularly uh applicable to to the type of music that you make but what what is it like for you on stage stage is it a very conscious thing or is it very uh transcendental in a way uh, I think for f uh, it's both uh, in a way because you lose yourself. In, my philosophy is that you have to become one with uh, what it is you are expressing. So you are the music. It's, right. it's not. Uh, it's not something you cloak yourself with. It is. It is honest. It is uh, from the heart. Um, and so, so that of course demands uh, a strong, um, strong level of presence personal presence uh in in every song in every note so um but uh, at the same time the the that um when, when the song sort of rides you uh, or you ride it um mm. that, that that feeling is of course very um yeah the feeling of transcending um becoming one with uh, something uh, that is bigger than yourself. Um, yeah, right. hmm. Finally, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, your work on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the yeah. uh, video game. Because, of, well, you mentioned earlier, you have all these different types of projects where you uh, where you can find different sorts of expressions, so just so it won't get still for you. What what was it about this particular project or, or this this concept of, of uh, soundtracking a video game in a way or, or contributing to a video game what, what was appealing to it to you um uh, first of all i would say it's um it was a very ambitious uh project not only in terms of the music which was also a very uh, ambitious uh project but but the whole whole game um goes 
very much in in depth with many things. Of course, it, it is a, uh, Assassin's Creed. That whole universe is sure. is part fiction, part. Uh, history so that's the premise which is fine uh and and of course all um modern uh, popular cultural um expressions of the past they um they have to kind of play on on the uh, modern or contemporary notion of what that time yeah. is as well as the actual history you know it wouldn't be if you were supposed to do a viking game uh, very authentic it would be a lot of farming and fishing and, <laughs> and not sure. as much like epic battles you know sure. so uh, that so uh, on the uh, on one hand people are really bitching about oh it's not authentic and uh, the clothing or the weapons are right but if if you truly ask them if they want an authentic game i don't think they would want an authentic game they also play into that um that popular notion of what that time is so um so that was i was totally fine with that uh, with all of those things uh, mm. that's uh, that's a premise i can work with but for me the the alluring thing was was uh, in the initial dialogue with the music team there uh, yeah we had a lot of the same vision um for for what my part would be and, okay. and uh, that part allowed me to um to give voice to to um, the skaldic tradition or or the oral tradition, which in many ways lay, laid at the, the heart of the Norse society uh, at that time, and and so being able to give give voice to that tradition is something I uh, think is important and, and valuable and interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a very fun fun project to be part of. I find it very interesting how history is remembered because, like you say, that it is an oral tradition. Especially if we go far as far back as then, it's it's an oral tradition. That I mean, people uh, sat around campfires telling stories, and and that's how the tradition uh, carried on. But now we are in this this multi uh, media age, uh, digital age. Um, how do you think this will affect how we remember? Uh, certain elements of our cultural path. Of course, it affects certain things. You know, it's it's almost impossible for us to even fathom um, uh, the impact of of words and poetry and mm. stories and songs uh, in in our modern world because we are so bombarded with it and and we don't really. It's not often we truly connect to these things. Um, uh, it more goes through us because we're so used to it. And, and uh, um, the effect of that, I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's too early to say, I don't know. Yeah, it's too, too early to say, but uh, of course, it, it's just different. I, right. It's just different. It's a, it's a completely different way of relating to it. It's much more... We, we consume uh, enormous amounts of culture all sure. the time. Uh, so um, so you can't really compare. Um, I guess there are plus and, and minuses with, with both things, but um, the value of being able to connect with, uh, with a way, uh, with this kind of, uh, yeah, I would really love to, uh, to experience that at some point, but I yeah. think it's impossible to, for us to truly understand what that meant. 
unfortunately. Mm. Anna, thank you so much. And I hope you My have pleasure. Bye. All right. Bye bye.